How we doing everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media here once again with yet another, another Ski Rex Media podcast. Wonderful, wonderful interview coming up on this episode. But before we get into that, let's do the shameless plug portion. Please make sure you follow, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. Would you do that for me? I know some of you will, and I know a lot of you already subscribed. But kidding aside, please make sure you like or follow or subscribe, whichever platform, whichever terminology the platform you choose uses. Um, you subscribe on YouTube, you subscribe, subscribe on Rumble, you follow on Spotify, I think, and on Buzzsprout. And if you all know, that might be subscribed too. In any case, whether you're using the audio only or one of the video versions, please make sure you subscribe. That way you always know when new episodes are out. Um, that way you're always one of the first to know when those episodes are out and you don't have to worry about anything. It just drops right in there and you could tap it and listen to it or watch it at your convenience. Also, follow Ski Rex Media on um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the big three, LinkedIn if you want to do a little business, um, Patreon, the Ski Rex Media Merch Shop, SkiRexMediaMerchShop.com, and also through SkiRexMedia.com, which is still getting worked on its overhaul. Believe me, um, I keep coming up with brand new designs for the Ski Rex Media website, and I don't like any of them, so <laughs> I'm going to get it, though. I'm going to get it in the end. I will get it in the end. Um, but beyond Ski Rex Media, um, we're talking today to Miss Kim Jackson from over at Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. You've seen me with my mask on in uh, photos and uh, video for Ski Rex Media. I picked that up last year, and th today we finally, or I finally get to talk to one of their folks um, because I love the idea of Vermont's Adaptive Ski and Sports. They do great work over there. They do a lot of work over there. The adaptive um, sports um, um, world is very interesting to me, and I hope it's interesting to you as well, Miss Jackson, Miss Kim. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, God. The jokes are just getting bad today, kids. But that's all right. Kim Jackson, very nice woman, knows her stuff as on the ball with every single question. Very interesting, very fun, very nice woman. Um, not only do we talk to her now, I'm sure we'll be talking to her later in the season. So since we're talking to her now, Let's get on with that interview. Let's here we go. Kim Jackson, Vermont Ski, <clears throat> excuse me, Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. Enjoy it, and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks. Now, anybody watching this might be weirded out by the fact that I'm wearing a mask. Why would I wear a mask when someone else isn't in the room? Good question. Um, for most people, it'd be a very simple question. For me, look, Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports mask. I picked this up last season at the beginning of the pandemic, and here we are still, but even more importantly, here we are with Kim Jackson from Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. Miss Kim, how are you today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Love the intro. Love the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I do. This is actually one of the best ones I have, too. So yeah, there you go. We like those. We scored pretty good with those, and, and they're comfy. I yeah. think so, too. Uh, yeah. I love them. I use it all the time. People are like, what's that? I'm like, you know, that's a very good question. So that's why I'm here to talk to you today. Let's get some answers to some questions for those who don't know. And we could start off very easy like we always start off here. Who are you and what do you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Kim Jackson and I am the director of communications and marketing at Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. And for those of you who might not know who we are and what we do, we are the largest nonprofit in the state of Vermont to offer sports and recreation year round to people with disabilities. Any Very ability, any age, everybody's welcome. Awesome. So, um, wow, anybody's welcome. And we could jump ahead in my list of questions here. So <laughs> it is anybody, not just um, 
competitive level, not just pro level, not just recreation level. You're literally everybody. It is everybody. So we've had as young as two and three. We've had, nice. you know, um, as young as 90, mid 90s. Um, and I say young because why not, right? If you're still skiing or snowboarding, hey, hey absolutely. And then um, it's any any disability. And we like to say all abilities because it really, you know, everybody has an ability to do something and you just have to make, you know, your body work for you. So we look at each each person's needs and then individualize our lessons and our outings based on those needs, whether it's a physical disability, cognitive, emotional, behavioral, um, developmental, doesn't, you know, we figure it out what you need and then that's it. And we go and play. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, not to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about and I really don't. Now, when I think of something like the adaptive sports world and I don't know much about it, uh, admittedly, um, but immediately I go to physically disabled because we and we see that technology all the time. I remember my first run in with that technology was actually a quad quad bike, um, a mountain bike quad cycle. Mm -hmm. um, first time I had ever seen one. It was the darndest thing. We sat there and talked to the guy for a good half hour, 45 minutes, man. We, he lost a lot of riding time that day because we're just <laughs> gabbing, asking questions. But as you said, you go beyond the physical. There's other thing um not things um i know what i'm trying to say i think you know there's what i'm trying to say well yeah there's other disabilities every you know um i think the thing with the with a, somebody with a physical disability whether it's an amputee or a spinal cord injury they're in a piece of equipment that's very visible whether it's a monoski or a sitski or an adaptive mountain bike it's visible it's kind of got that sexy like flashy thing going on um, like the majority of people who have disabilities, many of them are either a hidden disability. It could be a veteran with PTSD and you wouldn't even know um, that that person has a disability. It could be, you know, somebody who's on the spectrum. So it, it, it really ranges. And if you base if you base the thought process on equipment alone, many of our participants are using equipment that doesn't necessarily need to be adapted but the lesson itself needs to be adapted as to how we teach and play and do that. So it's a combination of both things, but very true, big misconception. People think disability and they immediately think physical because you can see it. It makes sense. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's great though, that you go all over. Um, so I assume then um, not only because again, if you go immediately with the physical, that it, it's it's technology. It comes down to technology, and some of the technology is amazing. Believe me, um, especially in this era of you know lightweight metals, composites, everything else you could ever wanted, three D printing, all this other genius. And I'm sure you put all this technology to work or work with those who do. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we there's equipment manufacturers for skis and bikes and all that kind of good stuff. Um, for instance, our mountain bikes, our adaptive mountain bikes. Um, if you've, if anybody's ever seen video or photos of somebody holding the handlebars and their chest down, so they're almost like going head first down okay. downhill. Um, our bikes that we have are built by a company out in Colorado called Reactive Adaptations, and that's what they do. Um, you know, they they build bikes specific for people with either spinal cord injuries or or lower lower limb um, needs, and that's what they do. And same for ski companies, same. Same thing. Very good. 
Now to go beyond that, like you said, other disabilities, I'm sure that must come with different techniques. I would assume that it that's does. correct, right? Sure, absolutely. So take somebody who might be blind or visually impaired. Um, they are going to need some sort of guide to see the mountain for them. Um, there'll be somebody either in front or in back, depending on where the athlete likes to have that person. And that volunteer instructor will be calling out, you know, turn right, turn left. There's going to be a lip here, whatever, whatever the signals are that the person skiing needs to hear in order to be able to, to manage getting down that trail. So tons of nuances that aren't necessarily equipment related. And all of our instructors get trained for that. That's very that's that's incredibly interesting <laughs> to me. What, what, what kind of training? does it involve does it involve like typical like in some cases that you do instruction so you know there's ski instructor training and ski specifically but you do more than they are out there year round sure yeah and and we have about 400 um volunteer instructors i would say about a hundred of them maybe are the our core people who are with us year round um and so for, for winter sports, we do an off snow training session that's virtual because of COVID. Um, uh, we do that in November. And then in December, we get on snow and actually have trainers come in and work with these volunteer instructors in different disciplines. So it could be visually impaired and blind. It could be mono ski lesson. It could be um, an, a, you know, a lesson that has to deal with kids on the autism spectrum. It, it kind of runs the gamut. And then we do the same thing in the spring. And we'll do that again in June for all of our summer sports. And really, all we ask is that for winter anyway, you need to be an intermediate or above skier or okay. snowboarder. So we, we really like somebody to come in and, and at least feel comfortable on their own equipment before they go out on a, a lesson and teach somebody else. And then um, for summer, it's really just, you know, enjoyment and kind of understanding paddling and biking. And in the summertime, we get more people who have that personal interest or that personal passion, and they just want to share it with others. Very good. Very good. Like I said, that is incredibly interesting to me. Um, this is something where I've done work with children before. It, it, it's been very standard. It's it's just been cut dry. You don't even really need any training. You just have to know how to speak the language. It's very easy. This seems very specialized. And that makes it very, very fascinating. So if you do 400 volunteers for Vermont, that seems like so many people. Well, so keep in mind, Vermont Adaptive is statewide. True, right? true. We're, we're at three or four different locations in the winter, and then we're all over the state in the summer. And about half of the people that we serve and who come and play with us are Vermonters and live in Vermont. And the other half, 50%, are it's tourists because Vermont is a huge tourism state, right? So, sure. so it's a huge combination, and our volunteers are the same way. We have probably about half of our volunteers are from Vermont or live in Vermont, and the other half are either weekend warriors who want to give back and share their passion for skiing or, or whatever they do. Um, so it, it's a combination there, too. We have lots of volunteers who are from out of state. That's that's very awesome. Like like I said, growing growing up here, it's rural here in Vermont. We're very small, very very small place. So when you hear a number like fourteen, that's just a, a four hundred. I don't know where I just got fourteen from. Oh my goodness! Wow, it's gonna be one of those well, kids. It's it's gonna it's be good Friday, though. Right? It's Friday. It's Friday. Listen, Kim will carry the show. It's fine. Um, let's be honest. Doesn't the guest usually carry my programs? Um, 
But 400 seems like so many, but then that just means you're doing so much work. Yeah. Like it, it's really wonderful. Now to, to since Skirex Media Snow Sports, four locations. I, I'm pretty sure Pico's one, Correct. Sugar Bush is the other. Correct. Bolton Valley yeah. ski area. Love Bolton Valley. And then we do a lot with Suicide Six in Woodstock. Oh, awesome. Love that yeah. too. Um, I don't live far from there. That's pretty good. Um, so I pushed the Indy Pass, two Indy Mountains there for you kids. Um, over at Sugarbush, too, you're getting a new facility. Like, if you follow, if you don't follow uh, Vermont Adaptive, you can do that across social media, um, the big three. Um, and then you could see this this facility. And I've been watching it all. It's been a while now. Well, not a while, while, but it's oh, been it's going. Been it's been a while. Yeah. Has <laughs> it? That. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. Yay, no. Me. Well, yeah. No, we started like uh, three-ish years ago, and okay. then, and then COVID hit. So we were ready to go and ready to put that shovel in the ground, and and COVID came around. So it's it's put us back. But yeah. So a while is true. True. And that facility is going to be what? <clears throat> um, that <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> we're so excited. We're very excited about it. Please gush, um, gush. Yeah. It's so we have. Um, a plan for three permanent homes here in Vermont. Mm -hmm. And we built a permanent home at Pico, the Andrea Mead Lawrence Lodge, uh, about six, seven years ago. That was our first permanent home. And Sugarbush is our second. So it's a two and a half million dollar adaptive sports facility right at Mount Ellen, three floors, elevator connected to their existing base lodge. Um, and it's just, it's state of the art facility. We've got program space. We have technical space for working on equipment. Uh, a sensory room for people who need to kind of get out of the fray because maybe, you know, there's too much light or there's too much chaos and they just need a break from that. Administration offices, our veterans program, which is also statewide, will finally have an office and a home, which will be at Sugarbush. Um, cool, we do a lot of year-round programming in the Mad River Valley and kind of Montpelier, Waterbury area, but we haven't had that anchor home. So now we have that too. So we can do start doing more hiking and we definitely nice. do a lot of biking and paddling. So very exciting. Very exciting. Um, and it, it looks great so far. Like I said, I follow them and, um, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in the work that Vermont adaptive does. Cause it's, it's again, something I know zero about, like I, I know nothing about it. Um, let's see here. So that facility, it does look great. It is going, it's going to be great. It sounds like it's going to keep you all moving. Um, do you know where the next facility is? That's two Pico and Sugarbush. Yeah. yeah. So the third one will be on the Burlington waterfront, um, and oh, by cool. path somewhere, we don't, we don't have an exact location yet. Uh, uh Sugarbush is supposed to open or we will be opening, uh, mid to late December, um, for this winter. So once we get that behind us and get that off, you know, off our plate, so to speak, we sure. will head on up to Burlington. In the summertime, Burlington's probably one of our biggest locations just because of everything that, that is up on the water and the bike path there. So the, the home up there will be really important as well. Very good. Very good. Um, so since you brought up how COVID-19 kind of put a, put, you know, through a, through the monkey ranches, it did in the entire world. Um, but the world we all tried to keep the world turned as best we can. Did you all take a big hit? Was it something you could just, you know, work within? How'd you do? And then how, how's it look like? How's it look like going forward? What's it look yeah. like going forward? Well, um, so we took a big hit in the fact that we really couldn't serve many people. 
Um, we serve a vulnerable population. A lot of our clients have, me you know, medical issues, and they really had to hunker down and and stay home. So we closed when the resorts all closed in what March of 2020, I think it was. Now, yeah, we were right behind. So we closed our programs down that that spring for the rest of the winter, and then we re. Uh, I have to think now. We reopened um, in the summer, but very, very modified. So our instructors couldn't be within 10 feet. You know, everybody was masked up. Uh, our clients had to bring some sort of companion or assistance with them um, so that we weren't having that close contact. And it, it really, unfortunately, because so many people couldn't participate, we we really didn't get out very much. And then in winter last year, we, again, we had tons and tons of modifications. And then the vaccines came along and this summer was a little bit better. We saw more activity and we're super hopeful going into this winter. Right now, it will still be masking indoors and we'll still be keeping distance. But for instance, last season, our instructors, we had protocols in place where our instructor would not ride the lift with a participant. The participant right. had to either be independent on the lift or have a companion from their same household. This year we'll be back to normal and our instructors will, you know, for now anyway, as, sure. as of today, be able to, you know, be on a lift and, and things will feel a little more normal, hopefully. But we'll still be taking a lot of precautions. Um, like I said, we serve a population that can get sick pretty easily. So that's our, you know, safety is our first, first and foremost. Very good. Very good. And if, if, if safety can go, if, I I'm playing the optimist this year. I say, and we get through this winter and then it's done and we never have to deal with it again. I hope, you know, I'm I not saying I'm right. right. I hope you are right. <laughs> I, I hope so because I mean, I'm done with it too. Everybody's done everybody's with it, you know, done. So done. Um, but considering thinking in the positive and you all are doing your work. Do you have anything special trying you're going to try and shoot for this year, or are you just going to try and go business as usual this year? Or are you going to go really big this year? Or We're going big really, big, go? really big with opening a two and a half million dollar building. That's true. Get <laughs> That's a whole brand new building. That's our big for sure. And, you know, we'll just see how the season goes. Um, some of the programs that we couldn't do last year, we're hopeful we can do this year. We host, uh, I think we've hosted probably for the last 13 or 14 years, with the exception of last year, uh, the United States Association of Blind Athletes, cool. which is the training arm for the U.S. Paralympic for anybody who is blind or visually impaired. And so we do a big ski festival weekend with them at Pico. And, you know, we're hope we're hopeful we're going to be able to bring that back this year. Again, modifications and and probably not as many people, but some of those normalities that we've had in the past, we hope, hope we're hopeful too, that we'll see those again. That's very awesome. That's great. I, again, I hope you have a great year. I hope everybody has a great everybody year. Does. Yeah, exactly. Um, Killington opened today. So, you know, that's big news. We got to love that. If, if the beast is open, you know, everybody's not far behind. So, Oh yeah. The East yeah. is open, ready yeah. to rock. Um, I saw some of the video coming out of there. So many yeah. people, so many like, people. It was crazy. Go, go yeah. get it, kids. Go it get it. Be careful. Be safe. Yeah. Follow the rules, but go get it, man. Yeah. Um, no, there were flurries at Pico the other day, and I know hmm. up, north, up north had some, I think, maybe a little bit of measurable snow. I don't know. So it's here. It's coming. It's 
I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. Everybody because, is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be great. Now, to bring, kind of go back in a circle about what I was saying about it, it seems like so many people, 400 for Vermont, because Vermont is small. Now, do you have, is there any advantages to being in a small place like this, as opposed to, say, someone who's running a similar organization like in Manhattan that has like 8 billion people at it? Like, is Vermont, is that an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? Do you not notice? Um. I think from a tourism standpoint, it's an advantage because who doesn't want to come to Vermont? Like it, it's an awesome state. It's from a recreation standpoint, we've got everything here that you could ever want with, with water and bike paths and hiking trails and obviously skiing and snowboarding and winter sports. So I think there's definitely a, a vibe as everybody knows about Vermont and people come here because of that um, just to kind of get away from that, Manhattan life or the craziness. And so for us, we serve a lot of those people, you know, people who want to get away and, and they may have a friend or a family who needs um, more assistance with skiing or snowboarding so they can all come to us together and all recreate together, go skiing together, biking and kind of get away from it all. I mean, Vermont, Vermont is, it's the Green Mountain State, right? It's like, it's totally. gorgeous. Every season, except for maybe stick season, but it's uh, <laughs> mud season. I guess I guess say mud season too. But mud, mud um, season's a pain. But it's but, a pain for us with little cars. That's what yeah, that's who it's a pain exactly. for. <laughs> that's, um, but yeah, it's <clears throat> mud, right? I don't know. It is. Uh, it like I said, it's very interesting because you guys do a lot of work from such a small place. Like I'm from here, and it you know I've I've seen most of the state, and anytime I hear about someone can do so much in a place that's so small, I, I'm just, I'm floored by it, to be honest. It's like, wow, you get around what some people would consider a disadvantage. You know, I, I've lived in cities and they say, wow, what's it like being from up there? And, you know, I try to describe it, but in the end, we can still do the same things you can do too, Absolutely. city folks. And we still can go to the city and then come back. Yeah. And we can come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, and we're going to stay. <laughs> I always... I, I try not to be a jerk, but I do pick on the people who came, who moved up after the COVID. And I'm like, you're not going to like it, man. You can't get fried chicken 24 hours a day here, yeah. um, which I wish we could because I love the stuff. Yeah, it is good. But, um, yeah. you know, I that that that's not a slight against them. That's more of a slight against us being rural. But it's a lot of fun here. We do a lot of stuff. Um, let's see here. What do we got? What else we got here that we want to get into? Because I lost my train of thought a second there with that stupid <laughs> chicken joke. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. We talked about um, the advantages, the disadvantages. Awesome in Vermont. What are some of the favorites? Like, I know we're talking to Ski Rex Media, talking about snow sports, but is that your big season, the winter stuff? Or is it actually mud bikes or water or um, what's the big what's the big deal over there? I mean, winter's definitely big. There's no question. Sure. We do tons of skiing and snowboarding. And because we're at three huge mountains, it just we do a ton of it. Um mountain biking is hot, right? Like mm -hmm. everybody is mountain biking right now. So right. we've been doing tons of work with Vimba, uh, Vermont Mountain Bike Association. We've been out doing a ton of advocacy work with like um Stowe Trails partnership and working on the Katy, Katie Hill Trail. Uh, trying to work with these local organizations, Killington Mike Mountain Bike Club, to build their trails so that they're accessible for these wider mountain bikes. Because 
an adaptive bike is, you know, like this, whereas a regular bike is like this. Sure, so sure. Um, bridges and banks and different things on different trails are going to need, you know, adjustments for a mountain bike that's adapted. So we've been doing a ton of that kind of work. And sure. so I would say between those two, that's kind of where our, our hotspots are for sure. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's great. And like I said, the, the snow stuff, my, like I said, my first experience with it was bikes back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I date myself a little there. But, um, you know, the snow work is ridiculous. Um, some of the stuff you see, the mono skis, um, you know, the blind and visually impaired skiing, that's, I find, to be the most fascinating thing in the world. Um, because skiing can be scary. So I can only imagine the first few times out, that's something if you can't see, not to sound again, not to sound ignorant of it, but just not having the experience of it. Um, do you have a lot of people who come in who are afraid to, to get into this stuff? Because some of the sports, some mountain and outdoor sports are dangerous. Um, doesn't matter who you are. Um, skiing is one of them. That's why a lot of people don't like to do it because they think it's even more dangerous than it is, but it can be dangerous. Um, if that makes sense, the, I guess the question is to try and make it make sense. Or do you, is that part of the deal? So I don't, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of somebody who has a different ability, right? Sure. Like, but, um, people are not defined by their disability. Sure. So, sure they're afraid if they want to be afraid or they're not afraid if they don't want to be afraid, just like I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> like I have red hair. It's, it's, I think it's really important for people to realize that when, when you see somebody ripping in a mono ski, it's not inspirational. It's just really cool because yeah. it's really cool to watch a really good skier ski. Absolutely. Right? So uh, it's, I think that's a, that's a big part of it is, just because the equipment looks cool or the, you know, somebody might have a bib on that says blind skier on it. I mean, so that's cool. I mean, it's, it's no different than seeing somebody that doesn't have that bib on who's skiing. Awesome. Um, or, you know, dare I say the, 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 the Jersey, the Joe that's coming along. You know? <laughs> it's, it is what it is, regardless of who you are. That's so that? awesome. I don't know, is you that can. That? No. I'm married to one, so I guess it's okay, right? That's fine. <laughs> no, it's funny because it's a joke. And but the serious point is, and, and that is perfect. It, it it it's just somebody out there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, okay, sure, the equipment's different. So there, there is some curiosity with other folks of who have course. never seen it. Um, ask your questions. Be nice. Um, but, yeah, it's just somebody don't skiing. Ask, don't ask your questions. Yeah. And just be like, hey, man, you want to ski? Yeah, even better. Even better. Because you can what, that. That's what you do. Yeah. If you see somebody who's skiing amazing, you're either going to be like, oh, my God, I want to follow that person or whatever. Sure. So just do whatever. Even you know? better. Absolutely. Even better. It's like I always say, snow sports are for everyone. Don't worry about the rest. Just go. <laughs> go. Just go and be yeah. mindful. And have of the fun weather. and play. And just, you know, it's it's about community and camaraderie. And everybody's out there because we all have that same passion. Yeah, absolutely. See, that's perfect. I'm so glad you said it because that's just another <laughs> checkbox in our corner for those of us who say it all the time. Don't worry about the other stuff. Just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, just stay within your you know, like You're I'm a groomer rider now. Well, it's your yeah. comfort zone. You know, yeah. I mean, certainly back in the day when I was skiing more and younger, 
I was doing stuff that there's no way I would do now. So it's your own personal comfort zone. It's how you feel. And it's, yep. and, and I probably ski differently with people who I ski with all the time oh, versus sure. somebody that I don't ski with very often because I feel more comfortable with them. So it's, it's really, it's the person. It's Absolutely. The person. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I get it. I have friends today who hate the fact that I just ride groomer trails now. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Steeps are for the young folks. Yeah, they Let are. them have it. The trees. Let them have that. I'm just out here to get fresh air. That's all exactly. I'm doing. Exactly. Um, absolutely. So with so many volunteers, and again, you said the like for skiing, it was intermediate and up, you know, type two and up, I would assume. Um, you should never assume I'm using that word way too much. Um, uh, so I, I, I wonder then, and again, I don't mean to be going around in circles here, but I, I did want to get into who could volunteer and, and it comes from, uh, I had to pull up one of your emails, uh, this morning to make sure I was on time and everything. And in the in the in 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 the signature, it says, "Hey, we're looking for oh, volunteers." Right. <laughs> that that's what I'm getting at. We're looking. Yes. Um, intermediate skier. A lot of people can fill that gap. Yeah. Then is it just the drive and the willingness? Is extra skills? It's not whatever. honestly. Um, it's anything, excuse me. Right? It's anything. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it's one of those days, kids. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, okay. it's. It is anybody, right? If you love to do a sport, whether it's skiing or whatever, just come and share that passion with others. So if you are, you know, a basic intermediate skier, we're going to we're going to train you and we're going to put you out on a lesson that's appropriate for your abilities so that you're not feeling overwhelmed with the participant. If you're an expert snowboarder, then we're going to put you on a higher lesson. Um, and and the training is the same way. If you want to train to maybe you just want to shadow a lesson. So we have um, we have a lead instructor who is literally calling the shots on the whole lesson. And then there's usually an assist. And then we have people who are either shadows or blockers. So they're kind of around the lesson and it could be from just one person sweeping behind the lesson or it could be two or three or four people depending on what the lesson is just to kind of make sure there's space for that athlete to go down safely um so maybe you're a blocker maybe you're a shadower and you just want to be on that lesson and have fun and ski and make sure you know everybody's safe or maybe you're super strong and you want to learn how to eventually tether using the straps with a sit skier um it, it really just depends on on your, again, comfort level, right? Sure. Um, the comfort level and then your time. We have people who are doctors and nurses and PTs and OTs. And then we have people who are retired, um, people who are young adults or students who fit in lessons and volunteering in between classes. It, it runs the gamut. Um, so wherever you can fit, you know, fit, fit it in, to share your love is what we're looking for. Very good. So almost nobody turned away. <laughs> um, if you can no, help. No, you gotta you be. And, and even, you know, if, if we, if somebody truly really wanted to volunteer mm -hmm. and they just want to help, which is awesome. And we need more of that in the world today. Um, cool. Well, there's plenty to do that's not on snow. And we certainly would love to have you too, because there's, there's things that Maybe not it, during COVID because things are, you know, we're trying to control our numbers a little bit. But as we kind of come out on the other side, um, 
we do two or three big events every year where we need tons of volunteers to pull those off. Those are fundraising events. So there's other ways of volunteering that might not necessarily be an actual sport, but you're still giving back to the organization, which ultimately is helping our athletes. Very nice. Very nice. So there you go. Um, if anybody's interested, how do they contact us through the website? Yep. So the website, so vermontadaptive.org and up at the top, you'll see, um, there are three buttons, reservation, volunteer, and donate. So if you click on the volunteer, if you're a new volunteer, it will ask you to create an account. And if you're a returning volunteer, then you can just log into your own account and simply register through the site. And then once you go through that, there's a little bit of a process. We've got a background check and some safe sport information. Our coordinators get in touch with you and then the training begins and we get you out there. That's awesome. So there you go. Anybody who can want now or anybody who wants to try, you know, hey, ask. No harm Absolutely. in asking. Absolutely. Um, so now with volunteers, um, we don't have to get too into specifics about this, but now to to make money, is that all donation based? Is that any other kind of based? So Vermont Adaptive has been around for 34 years, I think. 1987. We were founded in 1987. Nice. And we have never turned anyone away based on their ability to pay. Sure. Um, so all of our athletes, we do have, you know, program fees and they, they pay those program fees. But if they can't, we just ask, you know, what are you able to pay? And we have scholarships because of our fundraising efforts um, to be able to do that. All of our volunteers are donating their time. That, and that's you know, that's why what we do works too, because we don't have those paid instructors. We have these highly trained volunteers who come back year after year after year and they donate that time and talent, which is, you know, priceless, right? You can't, totally. <laughs> but um, so it's super important that we have that core group that comes back all the time um, to be able to do what we do. We couldn't do what we do without them. That's awesome. You know, I have to say, amidst all these questions that I'm asking and whatnot, this organization seems to have everything together. I'm always impressed by a uh, an organization or company or anything of the like that has their act together. Oh like you, you have every answer. Well, you, thank yeah, you. it's just like <laughs> you, like if I was to, and again, this will lead to another question. Like, well, let's ask it first. Do you... um partner with anyone or do you work outside of Vermont or partner with anybody like in New Hampshire or Maine or New York or Mass or even Quebec even? As far as it's adaptive sports work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't. Um, I mean, we're all we're all in one big bucket, so to speak. We all do, sure. you know, do what we do for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. But every organization has a different model. Um, some organizations are part of the ski school, some adaptive um, programs. They're paid instructors right in the resort ski school, and it's a very different model than what we have. Some places like National Ability Center, which is in Park City in Utah, there, in my opinion, I look to them to be better because they are the creme de la creme. Um, they're a big feeder for U.S. Paralympics. They have a lot of athletes that come out of there um, for the team. And but they're more of a destination. Um, you're, you're going into Park City and it's a it's a little bit different. Whereas we are in this metropolis in New England, moving from New England and mid-Atlantic states. So it's a little bit different. Um, everybody operates a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. 
Very interesting. That's interesting to me because, like I said, you seem like you all have your act together and not just from talking to Kim here, but, you know, if you follow what they do on social media, if you read their website and news stories about Vermont Adaptive, um, it's just like, wow, you got it together. Like if anybody ever asked me if I was somewhere else, I'd be like, call them. They know what to do. Like, Great. Well, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we come across that way. I like to think we have it together, but <laughs> I um, think so. Good. Very professional, awesome. very professional. Yeah. Like it's not some kind of fly by night thing. And well, it's legit. It goes back to, I mean, 30, 30 years, you know, mm -hmm. more than 30 years of, of, of growing and doing this. So I think we, we've kind of seen it all from the beginning. We started at a Scutney mountain as the um, Vermont ski handicap association. So sure. it's grown, you know, it's, it's, it's over time, but I would say probably in the last five to 10 years is when our biggest growth has really been, um, I think the awareness too, just in general, in our culture is coming back to that, you know, Jedi and dis disability awareness. And it, it it's more top of mind for people. People think about it more now. I, and good. I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Um, well, 30 plus years in, are we going for 30 plus more, another hundred, you know, forever? Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know how I'll, I'll be here for as long as they'll have me. I know that. Yeah. Um, but you figure we've got, we still have another building to build. So that's going to be in the next probably, you know, two to four years, maybe. And beyond that, who knows where we'll grow. But there's, there's tons of people that need our services. And it's so important to get outside and enjoy nature and recreate and exercise. It's good for the mind. It's good for the body. So the more people we can get out there, the better. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, we, we spoke about volunteers and, you know, just ask and they'll see if they can get you in. And then you mentioned fundraising. Now you're 100% fundraising. That's how, that's how, that's, that's how you fund yourselves. No. So, um, a lot of our funding comes from grants and foundations and, and larger chunks. And then okay. approximately let's see, going into next year, we'll have to raise from individual donors like you and me who might donate 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. We have to raise about $250,000 towards our programs and operations. Um, and so we'll start that with Giving Tuesday, which people aren't familiar with that. That's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, you put away Black Friday and Cyber Monday and you give back on Giving Tuesday. And we fundraise around that every year. And we usually have a match. And this year we have a collective match from three different donors for $35,000. So every dollar up to 35 will be matched. Um, nice. So we do a lot of fundraising there. And then towards the end of the year, everybody you know, does their end of year giving for taxes and what have you. And that's where we do a lot of our fundraising. Nice. And then, as I mentioned before, we have those three big fundraising events, the Vermont Adaptive Challenge, which is a, a bike ride. Um, and then we have the Vermont 100 and the Vermont 50. And so those are, you know, again, fundraising events that bring money in so that we can then do that pay, pay to play if, if need be with scholarships and things like that. Very good. And, um, people like you and I, not, um, we can just, again, website, social media, you'll find all the information. You will places. just go to vermontadaptive.org and donate at the top is there, there's a button up there. Absolutely. Very good. That's excellent. So anybody can help in almost any way which is also awesome. Like it yeah. gets a lot done and, you know, adaptive sports, that's something I think, um, you know, uh, well, actually I'll put it in the form of a question. Do you 
see any kind of hater stuff? Like, do people say this money could be gone or money, services, instruction, whatever it is, um, could be better used? Do, like, do you ever hear anything like that? No. No, 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 no. I mean, what we do, it makes, you know, it makes people feel good and it's yeah. community and there's so many great stories. It's It's about humans and people and... Yeah, no, there's no haters in our world. I mean, I'm Good. sure there are, but but you know, we don't hear about it, and it's no. Yeah, very it's good. All like, about people out there and having fun. Yeah, because you do hear in other realms like sports, the arts, and like school and stuff. Sometimes these things take a hit, and people are like they don't mean anything, so they should take a hit. And I was like, I don't think that's yeah. true at all, dude. Well, like, I mean, with you, um, last so last year for Giving Tuesday last year, which would have been. I think it was December 2nd last year. We were in the thick of COVID mm -hmm. and we had our best giving Tuesday yet and raised over $135,000. So there's no, everybody, you know, when, when the chips are down, we, people have come out of the woodwork to support us and get us through these times. We, I mean, we're super grateful, obviously, because totally. we can do it without that. And um, no, it's good. It's a great community. That's what I like to hear I, because yeah. I always get worried because I'm, I'm very much a hopeful person. I'm like, the world is not a bad place. The world is a great place. <laughs> and, but every so often you get one or two people who has to ruin it for everybody. And I, you know, you don't, nobody wants that for anybody, especially something like this, something I agree with or not agree, agree is the wrong word, but something I support very much. And I, I think it's great. Um, y'all do so many cool things out there. Um, do you ever, um, well, do you all ever get into the spotlight? Like you're doing this and this is far from the spotlight. This is just me, but people will see it. But do you ever get to go big into the spotlight with like maybe demos or, 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 um, you know, well, yeah, just demonstrations or anything of the like, um, do you all get to get out there if that makes sense? It's, yeah. Um, so that's kind of an educational component of what we do. We'll sure. go to trade shows that are um, geared towards people with disabilities. There's a big national one that goes kind of like the Consumer Boston Ski Show. It's called Abilities Expo, and we'll we'll go to that. We bring our equipment so people can see it and check it out and and get a feel for what it, for what that's like. And um, we we just try to do as much education as we can. If a school group calls and says, you know, we're, we're talking about sports and recreation in our gym class. Can you come and talk to the kids about adaptive equipment? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, wherever we can get the word out that these things are available for people. Sure. We'll yeah, we don't, we don't really do demo. Um, like, we don't have, like, a fleet of different skis where you'd think of as a traditional demo day by Solemn or, or Elan or something like that. It's, it's, okay. it's not where you come in or, or just rent equipment or demo equipment. You definitely come and um, do a lesson with us or an outing with us having Great. a day. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. You know, just getting the word out. And I like, that's why I, I was so happy when you emailed me back. I was like, yes, we could really talk about yeah, this. Really I mean, for us, it's awesome. Anytime we can help kind of spread this word. I mean, you're, it's great for us, obviously, because we want more people to know about these opportunities and what you can do here in Vermont. And yeah, so we appreciate being here for sure. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's wonderful. Um, let me see. Um, excuse me. Um, let's see. Have you, let's just do a fun one real quick. Have you had any pros come through that you want to name drop on? <laughs> so um, Stephen Lawler 
I don't know okay. if you're familiar with Stephen. He um, is a Vermonter, went to school in Burlington and skied with us at Sherwood and continued on his way out west and has been on the Paralympic team for I don't know how many years now. So he's kind of our one of our big, big stars that went through the ranks and, and made it all the way to the big time. And um, we love to watch him ski. He's had a couple injuries the last couple of years, so he's kind of been not on the circuit as much, but he's been, yeah. you know, Paralympics and World Cups and all that good stuff. So it's fun to watch him. And then there's another guy out there. Um, some people might be aware of him, Vasu Sohitra. Okay. He's doing a lot in the disability word world. Um, he is more of the extreme skier and hiker. Um, and he was an intern with us at Sugarbush and he's now lives out in Montana and, and travels all up in the, the Western part of the country and is doing a lot of advocacy work and he's awesome too. So I encourage anybody to, to check him out and follow him as well. That's awesome. See that everybody. Yeah, we're Vermont, but you got names and you got stuff getting done and we're doing all kinds of things here and it is <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Like I, I, I'm blown away. This is so cool to me. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I keep biffing. I'm just too excited. I can't contain it. <laughs> well, then you should uh, come and volunteer. Maybe you should be a volunteer with us. I know? might I have mean, to. Yeah, um, that, I mean, we're, that's the type of person we want is somebody who's so into it and loves to ski or loves to bike. And that's, you know, that's it's just get out there and have fun. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that after we get off the uh, 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 after we turn off the recording so we can really get into that real quick. And I won't take up all your whole day. Um, just a couple of personal questions for me. Um, but, yeah, there is so much going on. And again, I am maybe an intermediate, maybe nowadays. Ugh. Um, definitely ugly. That's if, you're for on sure. if you're on groomers, you'll be fine. Yes. That's the first time I've heard that in a while. Very good, Miss Kim. That is great. This sounds like it's it sounds so awesome. You, you do a lot of good work. I, I've heard about you even all the way back to um, a Scutney. I mean, I was little at the time, but, you know, I do remember. And, um, and you know, everybody loves a Scutney. That place still yeah. gets a big draw for not being big anymore. And it's very cool. It's awesome that you're everywhere. Um, any kind of contact info you want to throw out for everybody if they have questions or just go to the website? You know, our, our website is where it's at, right? So vermontadaptive.org. Yeah. If you go into the about section, you can you can learn about the staff. We're, we're small but mighty and uh, the program coordinators. You can reach out to any of them if you had specific questions about being either a volunteer or coming to participate with us. You'll see their names listed there. Tom, Felicia, Molly, Misha. And um, otherwise, those three those three hot buttons at the top of the website, reservations, volunteer, donate. Those are the keys right there. Yeah. Let's put it up here real quick. So there you go, kids. There you go. Perfect. For those watching the video version, um, but if you are listening to the audio version, links will be in the description. Reservations, volunteer, and donate. Everything is right there for you, vermontadaptive.org. Easy to find. If you can't find it, I don't know why, but I'll even help you. It's, you know, hit, hit up SkiRex Media. I'll tell you where to go. Well, thank you, Miss Kim. This was awesome. Very exciting. Very, very interesting to me. Um, definitely a pleasure. Uh, again, very professional, very together organization. Like they know what they're doing. They can get it done. Thank and you. It's very Tim. Cool. I mean, I thank you for having us on it. We really appreciate it. And we love talking about what we do. So um, we appreciate the the platform and the space to do it. 
Excellent. Well, thank you, ma'am. I'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of this day. It's nice here. I hope it's nice on your side. It is gorgeous here. So get out and enjoy only a few more, few more stick season days and then we're on the snow. <laughs> that is it. Thank you, Miss Kim. Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. Vermont Ski, VermontAdaptive.org. All the links and everything are down there. Don't worry about my tongue tightness. And we'll see you out on the slopes. I know I'll be at Pico at least once. So excellent. I'll be there. We'll see you out there. Excellent. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And there you have it, everyone. The end of another fun and informative interview right here on Ski Rex Media. Thank you, Miss Kim Jackson, for uh, being on the program. It was awesome. She's great. A uh, really great person. Love it. Um, so if you are, as I am, and like I said, I did talk to her afterwards about volunteering, fundraising, a few other things for a few minutes. Um if you are interested in donating, volunteering, more information, all of that, vermontadaptive.org. For those watching the video version, you can see it on the bottom of the screen scrolling by. Um, for those in the audio, just remember, vermontadaptive.org, very easy. Or everyone can just go into the show notes in the description, and you can get all those links. Remember, don't check the links. If you're listening in the car and driving, make sure you stop first. Don't touch your phone while you're driving. You'll get a ticket and it isn't cheap. Believe me, I do know it. Thanks again to Miss Kim Jackson and Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports uh, for coming on the program. Very interesting. We'll talk more with them during the season. We'll check in with them again. Get in there. Maybe we'll even get on ground level and see what's the what. Right? Right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hashtag watching. Um, check out all the links in the description. Share it with your friends. Like, rate, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Why? Because I've gotten them before. That's right. Five-star ratings. Ski Rex Media Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I will see you on the next one. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you are a um, celebrator of Thanksgiving or just have a good Black Friday weekend if you're not. Right? Right. And Killington, shout out to the uh, American women's skiing team. We're going to be out here at Killington running the Super G and the Slalom. Michaela Schifrin and all of her um, co-mate, teammate. Ugh. Anyway, good luck to the American women who are skiing this weekend. <laughs> all right. Right. I'll see y'all on the next one later. <laughs>